Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony, and we are coming to you as always from the Armory in beautiful downtown Owasso, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. I'm joined today by a guest that uh, is an Owasso Corona native, I guess, Owasso slash Corona, uh, a longtime friend of mine and the owner of Success Group here in Owasso, and that is Mr. Jim Woodworth. Jim, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Tony. Always good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now, you did one of our abbreviated episodes last year, but we didn't want to get you on the on the podcast here because uh, you got a lot to talk about, a lot of things happening. You're really ensconced in our community, so I want to get into that. But uh, we met, man, years and years ago. Our parents, actually, your mom and my dad worked at the same place uh, forever. Yep. My dad still is retired, but still kind of works when he wants and drives there. But uh, I think we met at like a staff Christmas party yep. or something. Yep. And then we played some hoops together back in the day. Uh, he used to show me up a little bit on the court. And I guess we're kind of related because your cousin married my sister. So I don't know if that makes us relatives or, I mean, you know, we're all kind of relatives when we're another. Bro- brothers don't shake hands. That's brothers right. got a hug, right? right? All right. So, <laughs> So yeah, uh, so yeah, it's uh, we've known each other for a little while, and um, so it's good to have you here. Good to be on the show. So why don't you tell our audience, those who don't know you, uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and a little about Success Group? Yeah, um, my wife and I, Jill, we live right downtown Owasso here. Um, the Owasso slash Corona, like I, I'm a Corona guy. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the Corona school system. I still coach there. I support the school system. Go Cavs. So that's right. Go Cavs. It feels good to say that, right? <laughs> yeah. You voted for the Cavs. I did. Just a few I weeks sure ago. Did, a week man. ago. Appreciate sure. that. So one and two. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, so I moved back to this area uh, a few years ago after growing up here and, um, immediately wanted to start growing my brand and my business. So, um, through a a couple different things and the way that it started, we'll get into the more of that I think as we go, but, um, we, uh, we have success group mortgage and servicing. It's a a mortgage and land contract company right downtown Owasso. Um, and we have eight team members scattered about the entire country. So it's, um, it's a pretty cool business because you know, in this day and age too, you don't need to be all downtown Owasso. So we've got, A couple people out in Hawaii. We've got a couple people. The Decents. That's right. Yeah. Jeff and Karen. Living the life, and, living um, the dream. Yep. And we've got um, a few people in the, four four people in the, the Detroit area too. So Okay. Or three people in the Detroit. Three Let people in run. Detroit, three people in Owasso, and two in Hawaii. So who are your three people in Owasso that maybe some of our listeners might know? Yep. We've got Annie Ludington. She's an absolute rock star. She was, she's my, my OG. She came with me when, you know, shortly after mm-hmm. we started the company. And then uh, Missy Dora. Um, yeah. Who is... Um, who's awesome. She's she's well-known around the Fitness Coliseum community. Yeah, she she used to work at Memorial Hospital. She used to work at the Tinklewood, too. She did. So she met a lot of people yeah. there. You know, I used to work at the Tinklewood. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Way, that was before my time. Yeah. 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 That was right out of high school. I went and I was a banquet server. and Really? Um, and so that was probably while Missy was worked, in middle school. You worked for Kim Huska? Kim was not there. Oh, Kim was um, there. Well, you were way back it was, there. Yeah. yeah, it was like the original crew. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, Missy worked for me. Uh, she was uh, one of my best employees. When she left, we definitely felt that because she, she could work the desk, she could clean rooms, she could do a banquet server, she could be a bartender, she'd go back in the kitchen. And, like She was just always willing to do whatever. She's awesome. That's why we brought her on. She's the vice president of miscellaneous things. Yeah, so I mean, that is Missy, right? She can do it all. So she, she, really can. Yep. she really can. So we love her. She's been here for four weeks. And um, it's it's fun to have her around. Okay, well, cool. So you guys are located right down on Exchange Street, just a couple, a couple blocks from here. And uh, 
So tell our audience a little bit about, you know, specifically what are, what is the details of kind of, you know, I know you said mortgage and land contract, but tell our, our audience about the services you offer specifically to the end user. Yeah. The, the most uh, commonly known thing we do is we help people with their financing for purchases. So residential homes um, and refinancing. So you have a mortgage, um, we can change the terms of that to lower the rate, um, get the home paid off faster, or if you're buying a home and you don't have the cash to buy it, you need a loan. Right. And that's where we come into play. Those are the two most commonly things. When you think of mortgage, that's, you know, that's what we do. Right. Um, and then one thing that we do that's extremely unique to our industry is land contract services. So we treat a land contract just the same as a mortgage. Uh, and we help, inst- I, I think of like institutional landlords, somebody who has yeah. hundreds of properties and they need like an exit strategy. How do they right. get out of that market? Well, we will start... Um, listing those homes for sale, available on land contract, um, and then work with that buyer to get in the position where they qualify for mortgage. And then a year, two years, five years down the road, we'll get them into more traditional mortgage. Sure. Um, but a land contract is simply seller financing. So instead right. of them getting a loan from the bank, they're essentially just paying the um, the current owner interest. Mortgage plus something. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll eventually take over the deed and own the home. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing, and it's a lot different than what most people do, but that's um, um, that's a whole another hour of conversation because yeah. it's pretty unique. Well, the home, the market right now, the the, the home market, house market, housing market, yeah, it's crazy right now. I know I'm trying to get a house. We're yeah. using Success Group, by the way, to help us get our mortgage. But what are some things you think people need to know about what they should be doing in order to get a mortgage and get themselves in a position where they qualify for the max amount of money they can afford. Yeah. Um, the first thing is don't be scared or intimidated because everyone's saying right now, the housing market's crazy. The, you, you know, yeah. you have to have so much. You, just take a deep breath, talk to some people you trust. So if that's us, success yeah. group. So if that's us, we'll <laughs> kind of guide you into that market. And then you've really got to have a real estate agent that's working for you. And we have agents, you know, there's in this area, there's really, three or four, and then the gap between those three and four, I mean, it's pretty intense yeah. With, yeah. The, with the volume they're doing. So you really need to have an agent that understands the market, and the worst thing you can do right now is um, agent hop. Yeah. So if you know there's such a low inventory, so we're seeing a lot of people, well, I'm working with this agent today, and then tomorrow they come, and now this offer is making, or this agent's making them an offer. Yeah. Just stick with somebody you can trust and understand that you're not alone in this, um, but you really need good counsel. And that's where we can step in to, to help with really making sure you understand what type of offer you can make, um, what are some unique things that people are doing that are getting their offers accepted, and then, again, using an agent that that, that you well, can well, feel good about. I think people maybe don't even realize that you know mortgage agents and real estate agents both are working on your behalf with no cost up front on your behalf to try to get to a point where they can help you close on something. And that's when they get paid. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, we talk about shopping local, when you're working with local agents and you get them to kind of go out and do a bunch of things to get you in a position and then you move on. And a lot of people don't even maybe realize what that's doing. And uh, so, so I know one of the things I've learned as we're in this process right now is I'm working with you and I'm working with Corey Shook and I've just, there's a lot of other people out there selling homes and people offering mortgages, but being able to work with you two has been much easier because everyone, you guys have both been able to kind of advise me on what should my next steps be, but also, you know, my situation, I don't yeah. have to keep explaining what, what's going on. You know, what I situation. And so just find some people that you can trust. I recommend Corey Shook and Jim Woodworth in, in, in terms of a home. 
uh, and so j- and just stick with them. I think that will really, really help. And one of the big things that a lot of people uh, worry about or wonder about is the credit score. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a challenge all on its own. But what do you think is a good range of credit score people should be really targeting for if they want to really get qualified for a mortgage? Yeah, well, I mean... There's programs in, you know, if you have scores in the 500s, there's programs available to you to get a loan today. The problem with that is the type of financing isn't looked favorably upon when you're presenting it as an offer. Right. And because we're in that competitive market, um, sellers and real estate agents will try to cherry pick which offer they feel the strongest is. Yeah. So without even telling them your credit score, based on some, you know, based on the loan program you might be offering, they know okay, this could be a little bit of a more um, risky. You know, risky acceptance, even though it might be more than this other offer, but it's cash or yeah. they're putting 50% down. Um, so you really want to put yourself in a position where you, your scores are in the 700s. You can qualify for conventional financing. Um, part of that's credit score, but a lot of that's down payment as well. Right. So again, if you don't have 5 to 10 to 20% down, perhaps a conventional <clears> loan is not a, you know, not an option for you. Right. So we've got to go back to those other you know loan products where, again, the seller looks at that and the real estate agent's coaching them, obviously. Hey, this is a type of loan that may not, you know, has a less likely likelihood of closing or yeah. it could get dragged out or, you know. Sure, sure. So one of the things we'll do is when we first pull your credit, that's in your outlook at homes, we know, number one, it's it could be a minute before your offer gets accepted. You might have to look at five or six and you might have to make five or six offers. At least. At least. And it might take you a year and a half, right? We yeah. started this conversation a year and a half ago, a company ago yeah, for yeah, me. You know, yeah, was, exactly. Um, so um, we'll talk you through, hey, this needs to be done. You need to remove this from your credit or you need to pay this card down or, yep. um, you know, we'll talk you through that to put you in the best position possible. Because really, just like you said, Corey or your agent doesn't get paid. We don't either until that loan closes. So we want to put you in a position to qualify as quickly as we can yeah. um, and with the best possible terms. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think are some of the things that you've seen that are the biggest hinder, the, the things that hinder people the most from actually being able to get a mortgage? What are the things that hold people back the most that maybe they don't even realize they're doing? Um, the biggest, the two things. In this area, for whatever reason, people love their cash. Yeah. Put your cash in a bank account and you know, yeah. no one's coming to get it. You don't right. have to have it buried in the backyard. Right. Um, because we have to be able to source all of the money that's coming for your transaction. So number one, put your money in the bank yeah. and leave it there. Yeah. Um, number two, I think that um, there's that mentality of like I've got to, I've got to have, I've got to have money on my credit card because I have to show that I'm paying it. Yeah. And you really, you don't need to carry balances. Yeah. Um, and even if that means paying it off in full each month, it can go a step further. Like you can make multiple payments per month to keep your balances low. Yeah. And that's the number one thing that you can do to help your credit is keep your balances low. And by low, I mean like five to $10. Yeah. So you might be like nuts about it, but yeah. make payments. If you're trying to get yourself in that position to purchase a home, keep your balances extremely low. Even if the limit's like 300 bucks, you know, on your Home Depot card or whatever, yeah. make your purchase, go make a payment. Just keep it low, five to 10 bucks, and it will help big time. Yeah, that's one of the things I've learned. I mean, we started our business. We, you know, put everything on credit cards just to be able to have a business, and we destroyed our credit, like yeah. annihilated it. <laughs> and uh, in this process, in the last two years of building it back up and trying to get it there, that's one of the things that we were advised to do as well is, 
Um, spend money on your credit card, buy a tank of gas, and then the next day just pay it down to five bucks yeah. or pay it down to ten bucks, and just continually. And then making those multiple payments run actually reflects well on your credit score. So here's what it does too: it realize like it, it's just not that once a month. Like holy cow, I just spent a thousand bucks on whatever. Like you're realizing right. every few days, like. Right. Stop swiping. Yeah, stop, stop it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So yeah. it, hopefully it helps you like, okay, let's let's slow that down a little bit too. Now I can start saving a little more money, put a little more money in the bank. Yeah. Because the, the biggest thing that can help you aside from credit right now is cash. Yeah, You've got to have some money because when an offer goes in, there you most likely have to do some type of appraisal guarantee. Mm-hmm. So what's that mean? Well, if the, if, you're, if the house, you make an offer at 110, but it only appraises at 105 or 100, yeah. you may have to bridge that gap and pay over than what the house appraises for. Yeah. And there's people out there, you know, our parents age for sure. That's crazy. You never, you, you never do that. Why right. would you overpay for that? Right. Um, well, that's the only way you're going to get it. So right. what's the alternative? You're going to continue to rent or you're right. going to continue to be in your parents' basement, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Like right. what's the alternative? So right. you have to, in this market, you have to compete like that to get it. And the appraised values will catch up. I mean, it's, yeah. Once you start seeing a few more sales like this. Well, we've, we've mentioned this market a lot so far. And, you know, we, you even referenced, you hear people saying this market is crazy. The housing, I said, we've been looking for a while. And there was a point where there was plenty of houses to look at. And now we're finding a house that we can actually look at like once a month, once every two months. Yeah. There's just not much out there. So what's going on with the housing market? Um, I mean, you have... There's a lot of things. Um, I think you have a lot of people that have been stuck in wherever they have been for the last year and they want to get out Yeah, because they've been, you know, quarantining or they couldn't go out and do some of the things they need to do or their their life has changed where now they used to live in X because they were closer to work. Well, now they don't have to go to work. They can do it from home. Um, So I think the, 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 the big thing is you're seeing people that really want to move and get out of wherever they're, they've been at for the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, and there's just not a lot of inventory because then you've got the flip side that people are nervous because they don't want to uproot whatever, because who knows what's going to happen. If they can even find another is house. This, yeah. Is this a permanent, you know, are we in the, is post COVID the permanent new normal, you know, new, the new normal. So you've got people that are nervous and not want to sell. And then you've got a lot of people that are like, I'm antsy. I want to get out of my parents. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of the younger people. It's, you know, the, I would say that the 40 and under for sure are the people that really want to move right now. It's yeah. not, it's not the, the older generation. It's the people that are yeah the first time home buyers are really struggling to find what they need right now. Yeah, for sure. And do you foresee the, you know, when, when you say inventory, that means there's literally not that many houses for sale. I mean, in Shiawassee County, there's you know, a dozen, maybe, I don't know. I just not very many. I yeah. know in this, in the size and price range we're looking at, there's zero right now. Yeah. So, um, do you foresee that turning around anytime soon or I mean, it's, it, hard it's to always cyclical. So it's going to, it's going to happen eventually. And that's where people, I think there's also that nervousness. Am I buying at the wrong time? Yeah. Am I going to overpay? And that's am I I'm stuck at, with yeah. this house? No equity and, for a long time. Yeah. And I've been in the mortgage business since 2005. So I saw like the, you know, the collapse. Yeah. In 2008. And I saw a lot of the different loan options and what was happening that led to that. And I would say that this is very, very different. Um, and the main reason being is because everyone that's buying a home right now is extremely qualified. Yeah. They either have a lot of money that they're putting down or their credit's really right. good, their job history, especially if you're self-employed, like 
they are scrutinized um, very intensely. Yeah. Um, so the people that are buying are extremely qualified. And if I'm bringing cash to the table and covering that gap in the appraised value, I'm less likely to walk away if I see a dip in home values by 5 or 10% over right. the next couple of years. Right. Whereas before, you, you had a lot of zero-down options. You had you know people with you know very suspect credit and very suspect careers getting a house with nothing out of pocket. Yeah. Well, if I see a dip in value... What am I into it? I'm not, nothing. Right. So I can, it's really easy, you know, from a mentality standpoint to just walk away. That is not what's happening right now. So yes, prices have been going up. Um, will they continue to go up at this pace? Who knows? Yeah. If they don't and they dip, most people aren't, you know, trying to turn a quick profit on buying a home for their family. Not they're no going to, you know, right now. <laughs> they're going to be there for five or six years. Yeah. So if you see a little bit of a dip, then it'll bounce back and you know 10 20 years from now you're going to have the equity and you know your yeah. real estate's still a great great way to build wealth yeah what do you think that, i mean is the inventory what's driving the prices up is that or is it multiple factors because i mean we've we've made multiple offers uh we just recently this week that you know we made an initial offer of $11,000 above asking price yep. And the next day we found out that somebody else, they accepted another offer even higher than that. We didn't know how much it was, but didn't even give us a chance to counter. So, I mean, we've made multiple offers above asking price and still have been outbid. Yeah. Inventory absolutely is the driving force because, I mean, think about it. If you've got supply and demand, you (laughs) and five other families competing for that next house that's going to come on the market. Right. I mean, you know, once you have... 10 or 15 to choose from, you know, you can, now you're not in a situation where there's multiple offers. You're not in situations where, um, you know, this, if I'm a seller, the expectation is if I list it today, I'm going to have an off, I'm going to have multiple offers by tomorrow. Right. I mean, if you're thinking about selling your home, what a great, great time to do it. Right. If you have your other living situation figured out. Right. Um, great time to downsize for that reason. You can make, you know, make some great money on the sale of your big house and then turn it into a smaller house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, inventory is absolutely the driving factor. Are you, are you seeing, uh, as people are buying homes for thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 above asking price after the appraisal comes through, are you seeing the appraisals match those numbers of what they're paying or are the appraisals pretty accurate to what the initial asking price is? We're seeing a little bit of both. Um, and it really depends on, I guess, how, what the agent's strategy was to list it because there are some agents that will say, okay. I know it's worth X, but I'm going to undercut it. Why? We want a lot of people looking at it. We want a lot of offers because now you get, you know, we see it all the time. People start justifying. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that I could pay 1200 but if I really start, you know, tighten the belt, I can pay 1300 a month. Yeah. And yeah. so they, you know, they start justifying making those types of decisions, that rationale. Um, and, and I'm comfortable with them having that rationale because like I said, people are very, very well qualified. It really comes right. down to their comfort level. Yeah, or in the in the mid two thousands, they were giving loans to everybody yeah. who just had no ability there, yeah. to sustain it. Yeah. There was a lot of good regulation that came out of that mess. Yeah, that helps today. Yeah. All right. Well, that's very interesting, very informative. It actually shed some light on a few things for me. Hopefully, it has to you as well. If you're listening with us still here, um, so let's talk about um, how you kind of got into the mortgage game. You know, I know you started mortgage. Or you started a success group within the last. You know. 15 months, yep. 12 months. Um, but let's talk about how you got in there. So, you know, you were a Corona high school grad, but where did you go to college? Yep. So I, I um, graduated from Corona. I um, immediately went to basic training. 
I was in the National Guard. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep, so I did that. And then um, I I really wanted to play basketball in college. Mm-hmm. Overlooked. And I guess it probably wasn't overlooked. I just wasn't good enough in high school to be recruited at that level. Yeah. Um, but my body started, you know, developed. I was a late bloomer. I started and I kept practicing. I worked out with the, the, the basketball team after I graduated. So I took a year off, basically. Then I went to Oakland Community College for a year, played basketball there, and then transferred to Madonna University and played three years of basketball there. So that was really my goal with yeah. college. Um, you know, our parents... Where can we find the highlights? Yeah, they're, they're out there. Are they on YouTube? Yeah, James Woodworth landing on his head. That's All out right. there. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. That's that's brutal. That's maybe why my back's a little... His mom comes yeah. running out on the floor. <laughs> um, so that was really my goal with school. I was not a great student. Um, just wasn't a great student. So thankfully, because of sports, I, you know, it kept me motivated to get through that. Keep your grades up. And uh, that, you know, the college experience led to some opportunities to, um, to move to New York right after college. I worked out there for a little bit as an assistant basketball coach at a small college. And, um, and then what brought me back was just having, seeking counsel from one of my assistant basketball coaches. Mm-hmm. And he had left that in, um, left that profession and was working at Rock Financial, which is now Quicken Loans, which is yeah. now Rocket Mortgage. Um, and he said, you know what, you should, you'd be great here. You should, you should come back. And I had just started dating a girl back in Michigan. And I thought to myself, well, they're going to pay for my move back. They were, you know, it was, that was my first experience of like a company is going to pay for my move to, right. (laughs) I'm going to work there and I have have no idea what a mortgage is. Um, and I will work there until I find something better. And I was there for almost 14 years. It's an incredible company to work for. We still do a lot of business with them today. Um, really good relationships with a lot of people over there. And they're doing really good things for the city of Detroit. Um, I left Quicken three years ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm done with the mortgage business. I'm, it was a good run. And I bought a scrapyard and worked with that with for a couple of years with my town here in Owasso. Here in Owasso. Yeah. That was like my retirement plan. I was going to yeah. be a scrapper. It was like <laughs> a midlife crisis. I don't know. Yeah. I, I you know, and so but that business <laughs> kept calling me back. Brent Winsky, who you know, um, yep. you know, wanted me to come and work with him and help him start that branch of his company. And he talked me into it and I did it and <clears throat> after being with Brent for about a year, I realized that I'm I'm my own man and need I I wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. Um, so left, left Brent on really good terms. He's still a really good friend of mine. We have other, um, business ventures, but, um, so about a year ago, uh, we started success group mortgage and servicing. And it was for me, for the longest time, it was just me. Yeah. And then it just happened to run into Annie Luddington and just, we started talking about her career at Young's and Mm -hmm. you know what she was looking for. And I'm like, let's, let's, let's figure out a way to do this. Yeah. And so she's been awesome and she's been I told her that she was by far the best business decision of my life. Yeah, um, and that's she, awesome. Yeah, she's she's great, and she's helping grow our com- uh, uh, grow our company, and brings great new ideas to the table every day. Mm-hmm. And she's learning the business, and yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, you got to have someone like that. That's very similar to my story with Brenda Bruce. I know you've met Brenda, yep. but I mean, she kind of came on very early on, even when I couldn't pay her very much. I was like, hey, this is what I could pay you, but it was such a pivotal decision and it turned things in a direction for the positive that I probably would have never done on my own because she just sees things differently than I see them. And, and it's a good balance there. So, okay. So you, you came back to Owasso, 
we got to where you are today, but you have your hand in a little something, a little, a couple other business ventures, but one more specifically is you guys opened, I believe, the first Airbnbs in Owasso. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. The, the very yeah. first ones. Um, and there's, they're, they're a lot of fun, but they're a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun. And people, we, so we have, and that's really what brought me back to Owasso initially, like yeah. investing in downtown. Randy, my brother, is obviously really big into the commercial real estate scene. Yeah. Um, so along with the scrapping, you know, downtown commercial real estate was my thing. Yeah. And so we bought the building that housed the Airbnbs. There's three units. We live in one of them. And then we air, we rent the other two, three Airbnb. And people are always amazed that people come to Owasso and they pay and they stay. What do they come here for? That's, we get that, we get asked that all the time. Yeah. Um, and we are like our summer months, it's extremely busy. Um, both units are booked right now and it's like that through July right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's pretty cool because we see a lot of people come for a lot of different reasons, work, uh, family, you know, weekend getaways. We have a lot of people that just come from the Detroit area Mm -hmm. looking to find a, you know, um, find a place to get away for the weekend. And we saw your exit a few times. So we thought we'd give it a try. Yeah. Um, so which is cool because we leave them like, we'll leave them, um, you know, our favorite restaurant spots, each dish at each spot spot here's what you should order and, yeah well, and we cool. try to get them out and about and because i know obviously some of our local businesses have really struggled with last year so just anything we can do to get these people out into the into those businesses for sure for sure well that's awesome um i know they're uh you know when i was at the comp i used to get the same question why do people come to owasso and it's amazing how many people here this this town has a lot of charm and maybe yeah. if you've been here your whole life like it's so many, so funny how many people have been lived here their whole life, never been to the Kerwood Castle or never been to the Railroad Museum or never even tried some of our local restaurants. Um, you know, when I lived in New York, people it was amazing how many people lived in New York City and never been to the Statue of Liberty, even though it's yeah. right there. You know, so sometimes when it's your home, it doesn't seem like much, but to people on the outside, it's a nice, quaint little, charming town, and it actually does attract quite a few people. So, well, that's cool. We'll check out the Airbnbs as well. They're pretty sweet, very modern. And that sounds like you guys put a lot of nice little touches in there to make that make that fun. Okay, so now we're going to move on to a segment of the show that's one of my favorites. And uh, it's called Explain That Post. So I'm going to text you here a picture. you have your phone with you? I don't. Uh, let me, Jordan, will hand it? It to, okay. Jordan will hand it to you there. I'm going to text you a picture. Uh, we did a deep dive on your Facebook page, and we found this gem. And I just think it needs a little more context for our listeners. Our listeners can see this picture right now. Yeah. And so I'm curious, you know, we got a, a group. Did you get it? I did, yeah. We got a group of people here. Some of those faces you might recognize, but we got a very uh, bare-chested, lots of man thighs sticking out there, star-spangled stripes on the shorts. Jim just, like, kind of man-spreading there. I feel like Justin Horvath's the one that's, like, most shocking to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't even him. look like him oh anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's lost, like, 100 pounds. More than that. Like he, yeah. yeah. It's a whole human. Um, but let's not lose focus yeah. on, on, on the... On the <laughs> What's going so, on here? It says plunge for the parks. For I know the what parks, that is. 2016, maybe... yeah. So yeah. Um, every year, well, I we haven't done it in the last few years, but um, the Owasso, City of Owasso Parks and Recs did a fundraiser, jump into Hopkins Lake, so they would literally chainsaw a hole out of the ice, and you'd, and you'd jump in. So you'd have to get pledges and fundraising and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff to try to raise money for the, the, the Parks and Recs. So that's kind of what spearheaded the, um, the skate park. Yeah, Those and you guys raised enough money for that over a couple of events, yeah. a couple of years. Well, 
So did yeah. you jump in the ice in this getup here? Just like that, yep. Just like yep. that. Holy had, there's cow. There's a picture on the front page of the Argus with me like in midair right yeah. before I hit the water. So. That's a confident man right there. You Just know, let it all hang out. Not and, all. I mean. it's a lot of it. There's a lot. It's a lot yeah. more than I wanted to see. But Yeah. <laughs> well, we got, we got DJ Chewy in the background there kind of, you know, with his uh, Chewbacca costume. We got Justin who's, uh, yeah, like half the man he used to be. There's a couple other familiar faces back there. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, hopefully, we'll, will we be seeing the uh, short Star Spangled Stripe shorts uh, make an appearance? I usually, again I soon? usually bust those out every Fourth of July. Yeah. Okay. We'll be looking for that. So make sure you keep us posted on social media where you're going to be on the Fourth of July, so that we can. Uh, I, this was from 2016. Yeah. Every year that goes by, it's you. You want to yeah. see me in that less and less. So less and we'll less. Just... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being a good sport on that. So, well, we usually kind of end our episode by talking, you know, about. COVID. Uh, it's a very real thing that has affected businesses in a very real way. And um, I know, like I said, we had you on the show to talk a little bit about how it affected the mortgage industry. But when that whole thing went down, you were still working for Mawinski. Um, they had recently moved to a new building and were kind of doing some new things. And um, But you had some Airbnbs, which is a business that is based on people traveling. Yeah. So when that all went down, like what was going through your mind? Lockdowns, unemployment, people staying at home. I mean, that certainly at the beginning, none of us knew. Yeah. We had skepticism. We had, you know, worry. We didn't know what to expect, but what was going through your mind? Well, for me, it was in my mind, it was two weeks, yeah. two weeks and done. Right. You know what That's I mean? What we were so, told two weeks to slow well, the spread. We're all still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't really like, I'm like, sweet. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a couple weeks off from the gym. I need it. My body needs to relax. I'm going to just pig <laughs> out for two weeks. And yeah. we were stocked up on toilet paper because we have the Airbnb. So yep. didn't care about that. <laughs> um, so in my mind, it was two weeks and no big deal. It really didn't change my business a ton other than realtors could not work. If you remember, right. they had to stop showing yep. homes. They, yep. you know, they were going to do, do, do their live videos, virtual and, tours. Yeah. So, um, so aside from purchase business, just slowing down a little bit, rates were still really good. So we were still really busy with refinance transactions. So it didn't impact our business a lot. And then, you know, from a, on a personal level, two weeks, cool. I can, yeah, we all thought we could do two weeks, right? I can use a pause. It'll just be good to refresh. And, uh, you know, I won't go out and eat my fried chicken at Lula's every yeah. night or, you know. And once that two weeks passed and it gets, you know, then for me personally, and everyone handles it differently, but for me, it's just you know the frustration and the disbelief starts setting in. Like, yeah, and it, and then I, and I and I know for a fact it's different here in Owasso because for sure, early on we you know we had a case, a couple cases. It was the nursing home, and that was it. Yeah. Um. So you know, I we were just impacted differently. You know, from how we dealt with it and how we encountered it, we just right. it just wasn't here. Right. Um. So I wanted to be able to do the things that I want, you know. Yeah. So it was and then it, just frustration and disbelief. And then I think now there's still a very large sense of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, because you're told to trust the science and trust the So you want to do that. You're an intellectual person and you want to believe those things. But it just seems like things don't match up. So as a business owner who your whole existence, your whole living is based on taking risks and doing things that maybe are a little <clears throat> out of your comfort zone or maybe a little out of the ordinary thinking outside of the box. So I think it's natural for an entrepreneur to kind of think, okay, yeah, I hear that, but what's a way I can still make things happen. Yeah. And it's not about not trusting the science or trusting politicians or trusting the media, even though there's a little bit of skepticism in all of us on those things. I think it's just saying, all right, uh, 
failure is not an option for me. Quitting is not an option. I can take two weeks to pause because I'm a good human and I love my fellow man if that's what we need to do. But then it comes to a point where, like, all right, I got I to gotta work. I got to provide. I got to. So you start thinking of creative ways to do the things that you want to do and have to do. So <clears throat> what was something creative or some maybe some creative things that you did to kind of stay in touch with people that you couldn't see or maybe to get people to stay in the Airbnbs when people weren't traveling? What are some things yeah. you did to kind of innovate? The Airbnbs, I mean, there was there was nothing. we. I mean, people just weren't getting out. And we right. had, I mean, you. we saw a dramatic just stop stop <laughs> yeah and it was like that for two months and that was you know and that was like it's okay this is starting to you know this hits us you're gonna feel that if yeah. you feel it real quick um but it was two months and i would say by may mid-may we we just it just got back to normal yeah so people started even though i think there were still travel restrictions and there people just just decided that they were ready to, to go out to get out um for the weekend getaways you know, it's, um, so that it was, it's been good since then. As far as the mortgage business goes, I think the, really the, the thing that bringing Annie on board has helped with is we're more on, more in tune with some social media stuff and yeah. our online presence is a little more. Which is something we've all had to really focus on to be able to stay in touch with our clients and sure. customers. Yep. So that's changed. That's a benefit for the good. Um, there's a lot of things that have impacted the, the, the purchase market, realtors in particular, that are hopefully here to stay. Um, so they, you know, they, they tried to limit who could go in and out of the house. So you had to get pre-approved in the past. It, you know, I just call them, Hey, I want to look at this house and you know, up to the agent if they wanted to show it or whatever. Right. But now you have to have, you have to have proof that you can qualify to buy the house before you can go look at it. Right. And I, I, I do hope that changes because just from an efficiency standpoint for real estate agents, right. And from a, um, just a psychological aspect of the person looking at it. You know, you fall in love with the house and then you realize you can't get it for whatever reason. So right. I think that's a good thing that'll stay. Um, I hope it does. Um, but our business didn't change a ton other than, right. you know, just a, a slight slowdown uh-huh. initially. Yeah. Well, what is some good advice? You know, you work with a lot of uh, business owners. Obviously, you, you work with your brother some. You know, we know you, we know Randy is Jim's brother. We don't know Jim as Randy's brother. We know Randy as Jim's brother. So that's how we refer to him. But obviously, you guys are connected in the community. You work with a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, and so what is some good advice you'd give to business owners right now trying to still figure out how do these restrictions impact me? Some some businesses are affected far more than others. I mean, certainly restaurants, yeah. hotels, like anything that's travel-related. But what's some good advice you'd give to business owners right now who are still like out there trying to figure this whole thing out? Like, how does this work for me? I mean, I, I think you've got to figure out a way to, if you have a product, you've got to figure out a way to distribute it. Sell it. You know, sell it online. Um, I know Aviator Jane started doing some of that where mm-hmm. they have more of an online presence selling some stuff. Um, Myrtle's is, you know, a business that is starting to head that direction. They're working yep. on it right now. Um, so you can't just rely on the people in our area to, Unfortunately, to, to support anymore. your business. It's yeah. just not going to happen because there are going to be people that are going to, they're going to be um, nervous for a long, long time. Yeah. Even after, you know, everyone's vaccinated and you know, yep. there's just, it's, there's just going to be a different level of nervousness for a lot of people. Yep. Um, so getting online and then figuring out a way to, um, I think that's really it. Just figuring out a way to take your good or service, your product to the consumer rather than relying on them coming to you. Right. 
Um, so that might mean if you're, you know, the massage person, like maybe you're doing some in-house visits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are people that, you know, this is, this was one interruption. There's going to be another one. Sure. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. What, this is gas situation is right. crazy, right? Right. So what I'm happens, what happens with the next interruption? What yeah. are you, like, if you're just relying on things to go back to normal, you have to figure out a different way to do business. Yeah. That's my only advice. You got to adapt or you're going to, there's somebody else is going to come right. in. You know, absolutely after you. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of businesses close and that's for a lot of different reasons, but you know, I think the people that I've seen, the clients that we work with that have really said, we're going to adapt, we're going to change. We're going to get some stuff available online. If you have a product available that you can sell online, sell it online. E-commerce is up like 8,000%. People are buying things online. Actually the downtown Owasso website uh, has a service free to downtown business owners that if they want to sell products online. They have an e-commerce section that each person can have. They can just link it right to their website and they've contracted us to even set it up for them. So you don't even have to set it up. If you contact Josh Adams, you're a downtown business owner, he'll get you set up. We'll come to you. We'll get some products listed. We'll show you how simple it is to list a product and you'll be up and running. And you know, there's some things to consider when it comes to e-commerce, such as not just putting the product online, but how they're going to pay for it. You got to package it. You got to ship it. You got to provide tracking. You got to provide support support if they don't get the item or if it's the wrong size. There are some, some, uh, logistics that you have to consider, but it's worth the investment. And if you don't adapt, as Jim just said, when there's another interruption, when there's another pause, when there's another something, uh, it's going to eat you alive. And so you just have to, you have to, and, and you know, we, as a marketing agency, as a, as a, as a business that lives online, we've been telling business owners for years, you got to get your stuff online. You got to be active on social media. You got to have a dynamic website. You got to have these things. And it's the easiest thing to convince people of now. But I think as things start to relax, we're seeing people get back into that comfort, like, okay, it's going to be fine now. And I think, you know, they just need to continue to move forward and adapt and those things. I think as they, well, I think one, one great resource we have is our downtown DDA, our Main Street community with Josh Adams. and For sure. And really, I mean, if you're in, in the chamber, the building that we're in, if yeah. you're not, if you're a business owner not connecting with those people, and I know that sometimes it, it may not feel like you're getting um, an immediate return on the right. time that you spend, but I'm just thinking about all the different things when COVID first happened, all of the emergency loans that our DDA, DDA made available. Yeah. Um, the um, the shy cash. Mm-hmm. I, there's tens of thousands of dollars right now floating out there, like ready to be spent at businesses because we didn't, we haven't spent any of ours. We bought yeah. it like, Oh, you get a match from consumers. Boom. Yeah. So we have, you know, a thousand dollars worth of shy cash that like just, it's just sitting in a pile. Yeah. So that money, like, so if you're not signed up with that in your local business, like why not? Like, right. Get, get, Absolutely. And it takes five minutes if that to sign up and then you got to do a little video to learn how to accept it and yeah. do it. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, to the, the business owner, you know, continue to find ways to be creative. You're a creative person already. You started a business, so you just got to adapt. You got to find ways to, to stay relevant. Um, but to the, to the local consumer, shop local, shop small, support these small businesses. We all want to live in a community that has a nice boutique and nice restaurants and a nice coffee shop and all of these nice things that we want to have, but we can't have them if we don't support them. And so it's nice to have them, but we got to go support them. Use them to buy gifts, use them to um, 
do things, take your take your friends and family to, and those things are absolutely important to us being able to maintain the nice things we have. And I've heard a lot of buzz. There are some really cool, new, exciting things coming to our downtown that I can't reveal to you right now, but there are people working to make sure we have a vibrant downtown, but we need our local community to support those things as well. So, all right. Well, the last thing we're going to do here, Jim, is we have the segment we close out the show with where we're going to tap into the genius of Jim Woodworth. And we're going to ask you 10 rapid-fire questions in 60 seconds. Jordan's going to hand you a little spinning wheel here that you're going to play for a fabulous prize. So go ahead and push that middle button there. Oh, the middle button? I just... There you go. It'll, it'll stop. Let us know what it stops on. Should Myrtles. Myrtles. We were just one talking my, yeah, about one Myrtles. One of my favorite spots. I saw so her you get coffee a tw- this morning. $25 gift card to Myrtles cool. to shop local. Um, and uh, But you got to answer these 10 questions in 60 seconds. Now... You don't have to answer them right. Yeah. It's your answers. You just got to answer them, right? So, but these will be out there forever for the world to hear. So, are you ready? Jordan, we have a timer? Ready. Are you ready? I'm uh, ready. Okay. The timer starts now. What is a must-read book? Uh, Richest Man in Babylon. What is a daily habit that everyone should do? You should exercise and sweat. What is your favorite podcast? Um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad. What is a must-binge TV series? Um, the original, 24. Oh, I love that show. What is your why? My why? Um, I, for personal and business, it's just to grow both of those things to wild and crazy success stories. Okay. Best piece of advice? Um, ignore the noise. Favorite quote? Uh, the man in the arena. Who, who do you look up? Kind of. Yeah. Who do you look up to? Um... My high school basketball coach, John Fattel. Last question. What is success to you? Um, growing. Success is growing. Yeah. Did he make it? You're either growing or you're dying. Yeah. Boom. Eight, eight seconds remaining. Good job, baby. Bucks. You get it. You're going home with $25 nice. to Myrtle's Chocolate. So good job there. And thank you for participating in those things. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, now I want to give you just a minute to uh, look into that camera. Tell our audience how they can find Success Group, how they can find the Airbnbs, how they can contact you if they're looking for help with a mortgage or whatever you want to say, plug it right now, baby. Sure. I, and I appreciate the opportunity, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, it's our um, pleasure. So our company, Success Group Mortgage uh, and Servicing, you can find us at www.successgroupmortgage.com. Uh, we're right downtown Owasso, and we can be reached at 989-720-4380. Uh, if you're looking to purchase for a home like we talked about, it's a great time to do it if you're not nervous and you have the right people on your team so uh we would love to be on your team so thank you airbnbs airbnbs you go to airbnb.com so yeah just search us it's it's how many airbnbs are there in owasso now there are four i believe okay and you got we have two and the finleys have a couple that they run out um but we're booked man so if you have family coming in you've got a wedding like you got to start planning ahead like three four months yeah awesome well, Jim, thanks again for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Good luck to everything you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you for all the help you've done with helping us get our mortgage. And we're going to cross gonna the there. finish line. We, we I have will. full confidence it will happen soon. We just got to be patient and it'll be happen. So, And if you're still with us, thank you for watching today. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great today, my friends. And don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time. Yeah.